Good morning, and I welcome you to the Rock of Central Florida this morning. It is a great day, and I anticipate uh, that you, uh, like me, will be very ministered to by what comes forth out of this ministry today. Um, there's a song that we sing at the Rock of Central Florida, and it's called, actually, I don't know the name of the song. Uh, I know the words in the song are, Here we are, gathered together in His name. And here we are. We are gathered together in the name of the Lord. We're gathered together because we believe that what the Father wants from you and me is bigger than ourselves. He's calling out to you and me to be a demonstration and a sign and a wonder. So before we do anything else today, I want to declare these words over you. Father, I bless the people of the Rock of Central Florida. I bless the people who are not a part of the Rock of Central Florida. I pray today for people all around the world that are trying to figure out what it is that's going on. They're confused. They're fearful. Uh, some of them have no hope uh, because they don't know you. But many of us that do know you are full of hope. We're full of life, and we're excited about what will come from this season that we're in. We literally were born for such a time as this. And I lift my voice today. I pray for the saved and I pray for the unsaved. And I ask that through the ministry of this house, that Holy Spirit, you will pierce through the lens of this camera and you will touch every heart of every person that is watching online today. Every person who might not be watching and they're listening to audio only. I pray that the sound that goes forth through these airwaves will cause them to reflect on the goodness of God and that Father, they will turn to you. Holy Spirit, do your work today. Do it as well as you always do. And that is without error. That is without loss. Everything you do is fulfilled and it is complete. Let it be today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm very, very, very excited about this morning. Um, I'm excited to enter into uh, music worship with you in just a moment. Our team literally was sitting in a living room and singing and worshiping so that you and I could join in with them on this live stream that is actually pre-recorded. In fact, I'll tell you the truth, um, I'm recording this right now on Wednesday morning and you will not see it until Sunday. But everything that has gone into this and what COVID has done to cause us to make adjustments is all for the good of the kingdom. It demonstrates that we are prepared for such a time as this. God, nor we, have been caught off guard. We're ready. We're mature. We've grown. We've come into some until moments, and we eagerly anticipate the next. So our worship team gathered together in one of their living rooms, and they begin to sing, and they begin to worship, and one of our sons in the house recorded and we're going to enter in with them today. They're going to lead us in their song. They're going to lead us uh, with what Holy Spirit has put in them. I encourage you to engage. Enter in as though you are inside the building called The Rock, as though you're in that living room with them. Let's enter in. Let's lift up our hands and let's lift up our voices. Let's speak to the Father, sing to the Father, and declare that he is good at all times. And I bless you today. 
At the conclusion of the worship time of music, we will then enter into worship by listening to the voices of people in our house that will bring to you and me what their church is. We literally are in the middle of a series called We the Church. And I'll be talking a little bit more about that in just a few moments. But what that means is that just what it says, we are the church of the living God. Not the building, not where we gather, but you and I. We are the church of the living God. And you're going to hear after the music ministry this morning, you're going to hear from a few of the families in our house, just like you have over the last two weeks, how they are the church and what the Father is doing in their lives. So once again, I encourage you to enter in, engage, and let's worship together.
family. Hope everyone's not going too crazy. My name's Shelby Wheatley for anyone who doesn't know and I kind of just wanted to share what's been on my heart recently. It's short and sweet but I think it's important. So you always been speaking to me from the perspective of a diligent student. So I've been in school for almost 20 years of my life and it's pretty much my whole identity. I will be graduating with my master's in December of 2020 and it's crazy to think of the switch that's going to be happening. But right now, I'm still a student, so everything's been online, we've been going through all this craziness, lectures, tests, quizzes, presenting projects, that's really weird, talking to yourself on a phone, just like I am now, and it's been, it's been hard, it hasn't been easy, but I don't think he always called us to easy, I think he's called us to a time of diligence, so even though all of this is stressful and everyone in my major is freaking out, everyone's wondering, are we going to graduate on time, is our internship going to happen. It's a lot of chaos, but I have taken the position of diligence. Y'all, I would not have brought me this far five semesters in to change anything crazy. It's exactly where we're supposed to be. The time of purpose is right now, and I feel like it's not just a student perspective. Diligence can be applied to anything in your life. So even though things are hard and crazy and all kinds of things right now. I think that we need to take a perspective of diligence and to continue to achieve our dreams and continue to go forward. Like it might seem like we're stuck because we're now locked down in quarantine, but I feel like this is a time of growth and a time of diligence. So I hope everyone's doing well and that's what I have to say. Bye. Hi everyone. This is Joe and Amy from uh, Winter Springs, Florida. And uh, first we wanted to just thank Steve for you know, asking us to do this video. We were honored by the request. We have really been enjoying watching everyone in their churches and hearing what everybody, you know, has to say. Even though we can't be there in person, these videos really are making a difference. So I actually do have something in my spirit that I would like to share. So I'm gonna go ahead and say my piece. And if Joe has anything to add, well, he will just add it. So basically what I want to talk to you guys briefly about the subject matter of hope. As we all know, we are in a pandemic, but needing hope can come at any time during any kind of situation. And from my personal experience, I believe that hope stems from two different areas. So number one, I think that you can, you can really want or desire hope from a place of despair, um, maybe a place where you feel like you're in a pit and you have nothing to hold on to but hope. On the flip side of that, I believe or I feel like that hope can also come from faith. And what I mean by that is, you know, maybe you've been in the place of despair when you needed hope to cling to. And after you've come out of that, your faith has grown because you saw yourself coming out of that situation. You saw yourself coming out of that pit. And so now when you are needing hope, it's actually coming from a place of faith. So I will just give 
a personal example you know obviously I could just throw things in a hat pull something out and you know what we all have things that we've gone through and by the world's standards these things could be you know despair or you know really be moments when you do feel like you're in a pit and on a personal note um, one thing that I will share because I think this situation was where I really felt that um, deep despair and I think Joe would agree too and I think that is when we lost our first baby I'm not going to go into detail but I will tell you just so you get a feel of how deep of what I'm speaking of when I'm talking about this despair I labored at home and at the end of it we walked away empty-handed and at the end of the situation Joe and I of course we had each other to pull from but other than that what we cling to was hope and I'll never forget it on that afternoon it was a very cloudy and it was just a mug a muggy ugly day I looked outside I was shown a rainbow and that gave me something to hold on to years later I understand I have a better understanding of how God how Yahweh works but at that time that is what I felt now back to the flip side in hope coming from faith now that we are in this situation now that we have encountered other situations my hope now comes from faith knowing where I've been and where I am now and what I want to convey is I am NOT at the place where I feel like I am a hundred percent full of faith but as we have been listening to teachings about until until I get to that place where I can a hundred percent say that I have complete faith in every situation I'm gonna hang out in the realm of hope and I'm going to just grab on and start collecting every piece of faith that I can grab onto and store it inside and just let it keep building until I get to that place and I realize that this is gonna be a process but I am so glad that I have the Holy Spirit inside of me to help me but the other night I kind of watched the news a little bit too much I was getting in my head getting worked up and you know what I turned to Joe and I said to him babe how do you stay so calm in all of these situations and this is what he said to me because I know who's on the throne it doesn't matter what's happening in our lives or what's happening in the world um, Jesus is on the throne he's in us that's what I know I believe we believe that it is that simple knowing that Jesus Christ is on the throne with the Father and that the Holy Spirit is inside of us I hope you all enjoyed this message from our churches to yours. We wish that you all stay well. We miss you all and we are sending a virtual hugs. Until we see you again, take care. Bye. Bye. Hello, Rock family. This is our family church. I hope you enjoy.
COVID and not liking COVID because I kind of miss my friends and hanging out with them and sometimes the lessons on online school don't really help or the videos but I do like it because I get to spend time with family more often and we get barbecue and good meals and that's my church. My church I've been praying and dealing with understanding that everybody's church is different and what I mean by that is, you know, when this whole work from order, work from home order came in, um, I was super gung ho. I had the kids' area set up for them to do their homework. I had my area set up. You know, Johannes was working in his area, and um, I was really motivated. And I had all these expectations and all these idealistic views of, okay, I got to do this and this and this and this. But then, when it came time to implement and start to walk these things out. Um, I realized that it just wasn't that simple and um, it started to weigh on me and the struggle was you know how can I be a good mom a good wife and a good worker to my employer um, so I struggled with these things you know my church so praying to God you know what was revealed to me was that everybody's church is different and that's the beauty of Christ that's the beauty of what we're learning here is that your church is different than my church is different than your neighbor's church it's where you are your maturity in the word and um, I can appreciate that because um, it makes me be less hard on myself for the things that I can't achieve it makes me not be um, an overachiever with trying to have everything set up for the kids and different expectations um, it just makes me relax and when I'm more relaxed um, it also allows me to not be fearful of you know what may happen what may come what if because um i know that god has me uh, right now tomorrow and yesterday so my church right now is just i'd like to reach out to all your churches and say you know it's wonderful that everybody's church has a different perspective but look at it as just that a perspective of where they are with their church and apply it if you can but if not then you seek God and find what uh, he's revealing to your church to help you mature and grow in him. So, see you guys soon. My church these past few weeks has been quite interesting. And it's been a lot revealed to me during these past weeks. But three things have stood out to me. Reflection, reconstruction, and reconnection. Those three things have stood out to me because we've been allowed a special time that we've been able to reflect on our lives, 
and reflect on the people that are most important in our lives and the things that are most important in our lives. It's allowed us to reconnect with those persons, which I'm sure we've all had a great time reconnecting with our families and spending time that we wouldn't normally have and finding the beauty in that to do things that we wouldn't normally do or that we wanted to do for so long, but just didn't have time. I think one thing that stood out to me in doing that is no longer are we on the Ferris wheel of life, but we're all walking towards our until. We're all going to that point where we reconstruct our lives in our new beginnings. And I would say to everyone out there, embrace this is a beautiful time for us to look for our next until and to enjoy the moment and look forward to the journey. I hope that you guys have enjoyed it. We've enjoyed y'all churches as well. And we look forward to being with you all in person again. I'm so blessed as I listen to these three families uh, share with us how Holy Spirit has used them to be the church so that they can be a demonstration and a testimony. And I want to bring something to all of you that are watching. I want to add to all that has been said by each of the families that have come to us over these last three weeks. And I want to share with you, beginning with uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, verse 11, and I'm going to read it to you out of the English Standard Version, and it reads like this. It says, For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, then each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it. It will be obvious. Because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on, the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only through the fire. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in you? Do you not know that you are God's temple and God's Spirit dwells in you. I want to share with you a few things this morning about that. When we hear Paul declaring and stating that we are the temple of God, I think it's really easy for you and for me to quickly make the incorrect assumption that it is the sons and daughters of God that are the temple. But those who don't know God, they're not. Well, that would be an incorrect assumption. Anyone breathing air on the entire planet Earth, anyone breathing air on the planet is a temple of God. Doesn't matter if they serve Him. Doesn't even matter if they acknowledge Him. They might curse Him, completely deny Him. Doesn't change the fact that each of us are the temple of God. For the same reason that 
Every single person that is alive today, every person breathing air, every person that has ever been alive, only came alive because the Spirit of the Lord breathed His breath into them and He released into every single person a part of Him. In every living being, a part of Almighty God dwells in them. In every living being, a part of Almighty God, the breath, part of who He is, dwells in them. And if you can wrap your mind around that, then you can understand that He breathed in them because His intention for every man, every woman, every person who was ever born, His intention was that each of us would be a temple that He could be demonstrated through, that He could gather in, that He could be proclaimed from, that He could be worshipped from. Within our temple, there should be a sound. Within our temple, there should be a message. Within our temple, there should be a semblance of Almighty God that He is alive and at work in you and me. We are the temple. We are the temple. Again, we are the temple. The Father is doing something amazing among His sons and daughters, and He is doing it in such a way that He's believing that we are going to move from believing that certain people belong to Him and others don't, and come to the place where we can accept that everybody is His temple, and therefore we are all His church. Now, just like we read in 1 Corinthians, it's obvious, it's clear that some of us are burning other things. Some of us, uh, when the fire comes, it's going to reveal. What did we build on? What foundation was this temple established on? How do we keep this temple fresh? How do we keep this temple renewed? How do we cause this temple to remain the holy temple that it was when He breathed into it? Well, there are those that choose not to honor the temple, but then there are those that choose to honor the temple. And one thing that is always true, whether we honor the temple or we do not honor the temple, it will always be fire that comes to us, times of challenge, times of difficulty, times of uncertainty, times where it would be easy to fear, times where it would be easy to lose hope. It is in these times that He uses fire in those things I just mentioned to come and reveal what kind of foundation this temple is actually propped up on. Is it established on the principles and the truths of God, or is this thing built on something that is very fluid and, and sandy and gives way under just the smallest amount of, amount of pressure? See, it doesn't matter saved or unsaved, we're all temples. Ultimately, the Father wants every temple to be built upon the foundation of His Son, Jesus Christ. 
He wants each of us to recognize that what Christ did, that foundation, wasn't to keep us in an infant state, but it was to propel us into a mature place. It's okay to be an infant until you're not. It's okay to be a teenager until you're not. It's okay to be uneducated until you're not. It's even okay to be sick until you're not because there is an until that He is working in you and me to cause us to be His church with a confidence and with a certainty that declares that in every way He is God. I exhort you today and I encourage you today to examine what kind of church you are. I want to speak for a moment on this COVID-19. You know what it's done? It's caused a lot of churches to find a place to hide. It's caused a lot of people, those who know God and those who don't, they're still temples, still temples. We just don't know what sound might be coming out of them. We don't know what kind of worship is coming out. We don't know what kind of praise is coming out, but they're still temples. And what it's done is it's caused a lot of temples to bury themselves in the sand, go into a dark place. If I don't see it, I don't have to acknowledge that it's there. But see, those who don't know God, it's really easy to dig a hole and stick their head in the sand like the ostrich. But for those of us that do know God, for those of us that were babies until, were teenagers until, were immature until, were dependent on milk until, for those of us that have come to that place and we recognize that we are the church and we are the church of the living God, not the church of a dead God, not the church of an uncertain God, not the church of a caught off guard God, but we are the church of the living God. When we recognize who we are, we don't put our head in the sand. We get our head out and we begin to declare, bring it, bring it. We're going to demonstrate, we're going to lift our voice, and there's going to be a sound coming out of this church. There's going to be a sound that's coming out of this church, and it will not be the sound of uncertainty. It will not be the sound of hopelessness. It will not be the sound of fear. But the sound that's coming out of this church is going to be, great are you. Faithful are you, Father, in every way, in my rising up and in my lying down, you are faithful. In my best day and on my worst day, Father, you are faithful. That's the sound that's coming out of this church. I encourage you today, listen, ask yourself, what are the sounds that are coming out of you? Because you are the temple of the living God. You are the temple of the living God and the Spirit of God dwells in you. Let the resounding sound of the Spirit of God be proclaimed everywhere you go. Take your church to the north, to the south, to the east and the west and demonstrate. We are the church. Put your hands on yourself. I, Steve Parker, am the church of the living God. This is the church of Steve Parker, which honors the Father in every way. Let that be your testimony today. I bless you today. 
I declare over you today that you are the faithfulness of God in Christ Jesus who has been released into the earth today to be a sign and a wonder and a demonstration. Do not take it lightly. Stand up. Lift your voice. Be what He breathed into you to be. Be His church. Be His temple. And I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.